It's Tuesday at 8pm and you're listening to The Best Possible Taste on West Limerick 102 FM. You're listening to The Best Possible Taste on West Limerick 102 FM. So last month I had the pleasure of meeting one of the youngest and most dynamic female managing directors of an Irish artisan food company. Anya Vaughan is the driving force behind Drummond Boxty and is on a mission to spread awareness about Boxty and to ensure that it is given the recognition that it rightly deserves. I spoke to Anya by Zoom last week to find out more. Bon appétit. Yummy. Grubs up. Delicious. Mmm. Anya, delighted to have you with me today on The Best Possible Taste. You're based up in County Leitrim and your business, it's a family business, it's Drummond Boxty. So let's start first of all and just tell everybody, what is Boxty? Hi Sharon, thanks for having me on and um, congratulations on uh, your 10 years on the pod. Um, so what is Boxty? So Boxty is a traditional Irish potato pancake. Um, it originated before the famine, actually, and it would be mainly a Leitrim Cavan dish. Um, it's quite a versatile product. You can have it for traditionally it would have been eaten as part of a fry or breakfast. Um, and it's to this day, it still would be very popular in that setting. But it's also versatile. You can have it with um like a, as a pizza base, as a toasty, as a quick snack on the go, you can pop it in the pan. I would suggest frying it. Some people toast it, but it just doesn't taste as good when you when you toast it. Um, and also, um, yeah, just lots of different meal times you can have it. And tell me, what is the difference between boxty and potato bread? Because growing up in the north, you, you mentioned the fry there. Our staple ingredients for a fry would have been the rashers, the sausages, the fried egg. Soda bread, completely different to the soda in the Republic of Ireland, and potato bread. Okay, so we actually make both. So boxty is like a wet batter, kind of like the pancake. So it's it's there's lots of different variations of boxty, but our pan boxty is made with raw grated potatoes. Um, some recipes you can mix it with mashed cooked potatoes. Um, it just depends. They'd say that there's as many recipes for boxty as there is houses in the village. So it just depends on where you're from, what way you do it. And potato bread is made with cooked potatoes and it's more of a dough texture. So those are two of the products that you do and you also do pancakes. Yeah, we do a pancake. It's it's actually our biggest selling product. Um, It's from our granny's recipe and we've been making that since 1992. It's got that delicious homemade taste. So... A lot of the, you know, the standard pancakes out there at the moment, they don't have that lovely homemade taste where you can taste the just the few ingredients that should be in a pancake. Um, and ours, you could actually, you know, if you're in a hurry and you're trying to impress your friends or family, you could pass it off as your own. It looks and tastes that homemade. So it's great. You, they're actually freezer friendly, too. So they're handy to have in the freezer when you're, you know, trying to rush to get the kids out to school, pop them in the toaster straight from frozen and they work a treat. It's great that all of these products can go into the freezer so they're they're nearly like store cupboard exactly. staples for, for a household. And you're talking about your granny there in the recipe. So let's go back to the 1990s when your family started up the business because it had quite humble beginnings in the family kitchen. It did, yes. Yeah. So um, 
Our production unit, so our bakery, as we call it, has been, um, it's attached to our family home. It has, before it was the drummer box day, it was um, a family grocer. So my grandparents had it since the 1930s. Um, and before that, my family, who also, my great granddad also lived in the house and he had a traveling shop locally. So he would have went around to the local towns like Mohal, uh, Anna Duff, Bornacula, Drummond um, with the traveling shop. And um, it was all coming from that unit. So that 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 building, our home is there since the late 1800s. So it's a really long standing tradition to have a business there um so where we produce now is still attached to that family home and you can actually like if you're in the kitchen in the morning (laughs) it's quite nice when you look out because you can see all the team around you know it's quite it's never a quiet or dull moment there with that so it's really good so you were immersed in the family business from a very young age and was it always your plan to go into it no, um, I remember when I was very small, I would have been four when dad closed the shop and started the the box day. So I do remember when I was very young going out on the deliveries with him, going to the local super value and some of the shops now that are sadly gone since. I dro- It's funny, I was driving through a town recently in Cavan and I haven't been there since I was little and I had just this flashback of, oh my God, we used to deliver to that shop, me and dad in the van. And like, you know, just these memories I had. So no, when I was young, yeah, I would have been recruited in for when we were short staffed to put on labels and things. I remember when we use labels, the girls would be putting them on and I'd be like, they're not on straight. And I'd be pulling them off and putting them back on to make sure that they were right. But apart from that, I think when I hit a teenager, I pulled away from the business as teenagers do and done my own thing. But I don't think me or my sister never had intentions of running the business, to be honest with you. I just wanted to go traveling. And that's that was where it ended for me. I think it's great for young people to go away and spread their wings like you know, there's that great expression as a parent. You give your children roots to grow and wings to fly. And of course, the the great thing is that often they will come back, but they come back with all this additional experience and knowledge that they can bring into a, a family business like yours. And the business has gone from strength to strength since you came into it and you've undergone an, a new branding exercise, for example, and you're talking about the labels. And I know you're very proud of the new packaging that you have. Yeah. Um. So when I took over eight years ago in 2015, we actually had a red label and I rebranded in 2016. So at the time, my dad wasn't very well. So I was kind of managing everything in the business. So we came together and we came up with a new design. So the old logo, it's only it's only rolled. We've only rolled out the new one in the last couple of weeks but it was more of a it was a black logo still is but it was a bit more masculine so I feel like it was more a logo that represented both dad and I whereas now I've done a rebrand that has been in the works for over a year um, which just got delayed with you know yourself COVID and supply and everything that happened in the last two or three years so um, the new logo is a bit more feminine. So it's kind of a bit more me. Um, I spent an awful lot of time going back and forth with the designers to make sure it was right. We have our story on the back now. There's actually a picture of me and dad in 1994 out on deliveries. 
So I remember that really well. And it's just telling about how dad started the business. And when I took over, I wanted to do the pre-printed film, obviously, for a number of reasons. But I wanted to make sure that it still looked quality packaging because sometimes it can just look shiny and there's no texture to it. So I was like, no, I need to have it textured. I want the customer to pick it up in the shop and feel the product and really learn about our story and that it's not just a random pancake with no thought put into it or boxy, that there's a lot of thought behind it and our, and our stories visible to our customers. That was really important to me. And have you found it challenging from a, a sales and marketing perspective to heighten awareness about the products outside of the Leitrim Cavan area? Because as you said at the start, that the, the product, the boxy product is very much synonymous with those two particular counties yes definitely when I took over in 2015 I feel like there wasn't a lot of you know there wasn't a lot of talk about box tea except in our region and anyone who's from our region would eat it religiously you know and they have it every day or at least every week and they're they don't know, I suppose, that it's not known everywhere else in the country. So, but through a lot of marketing, I suppose, and uh, Michael Portello came to our particular box D unit in Drummond um, a couple of years ago when it was on uh, the Great Irish Railways. So that was aired in the UK and it got a lot of exposure due to that. Also Grow With Aldi. I done that program in 2020 and I was on Today FM talking about Box Tea and just plugging it everywhere I could because I feel like it's really important to get it out there. Um, And that program, obviously, we were national with Aldi. So it grew a lot of momentum. There was a lot of people around the country buying it every week. So obviously there is you know, there is more talk about it now, which is amazing. We're also um, in an application for PGI status at the moment. So we're really hoping that that gets um, signed off later this year and it will make, it'll give it a huge recognition that it deserves because it is around for centuries now. And um, it's just a shame that it's, it's like our little secret in the Northwest. And you've won a few awards over the years, which obviously has been great from a marketing perspective also. We've won, obviously, the Bloss Awards a couple of times. We've won gold, silver and bronze on numerous occasions. We've won Best in County with the Bloss. Um, we've also won Great Taste Awards and the Small Firms Association. We were a finalist in the Innovation and Excellence a couple of years back too. And uh, another good one that um, put us on the map was the National Enterprise Awards. We were a regional winner and a finalist. So, yeah, there was a lot of good awards and uh, we plan to keep winning them. So, And I see that you've also added a gluten-free version to the range. And, and obviously there's lots of award opportunities for those special dietary requirements. What was the incentive to do a gluten-free product? So the gluten-free actually was developed in 2014 by my dad because my sister-in-law, she's a celiac. So dad was like, oh, we can't have you not having any box tea. She's actually from Carlo, so she wouldn't have been familiar with it anyway. But dad was like, well, you can't not have box tea. So he made it in the kitchen and then he decided there's an opportunity here. And from then it's gone from strength to strength. So yeah, it's really good that actually won gold in the Bloss two years ago. So we're really happy with that. Fantastic. And of course, like the ingredients are all very pure ingredients for yeah. all of the products. So from a health perspective, they are quite healthy products. With our products, we try and keep just, you know, obviously they're family recipes. So there's no added colorings or additives or flavorings or anything like that. That's really important to me because personally, I'd be quite health conscious. So I wouldn't pick up a product that had 20 ingredients in the store. So I feel like that's important in our brand as well. 
like our eggs, our eggs are fresh eggs locally, our flour, we get it from Odlums and our potatoes are locally sourced as well in Mayo. And we've just developed a kid's pancake, actually, which is just come new to the market. And it's got no um, preserve. It's just got natural preservative in it. So you can feel confident feeding your kids that it's not got 20 different products or ingredients with names of preservatives that you can't pronounce. Um, and it's got that fresh homemade taste, too. So that's doing pretty well at the moment, too. So we're delighted with that. In terms of the future, then, what's your vision for the business moving forward? Um, we have a lot of exciting things coming up. I think this new repackaging that we've done is going to open a lot of doors for us because it looks nice and neat and clean and fresh and it's up to 2023 standards and it just looks it looks the part. So I'm going to be reaching out to try and get more listings and grow the brand awareness and also um, what I would love to see in a couple of years is Box to be a household name across the country. So I want to work towards that. As I said, it is a regional product at the moment, but it is such a versatile, delicious product that it's just a shame that it doesn't have that recognition as as it should. So I'll be working towards getting that, getting that, getting that out there. Um, and also we are a second generation business now, and I'd love it to go on again. So hopefully in a few years' time, I'll have little ones up there flipping and preparing mixes and things. But that's the plan anyway. So we'll see what happens. Well, listen, in the meantime, Anya, for anybody that's listening that wants to get their hands on any of the products in the range, where's the best place for them to go to find out about your stockists? They can visit our website at drumandboxty.ie. There's a tab there for stockists. They can also go to our Instagram page at drumandboxty or Facebook, where we have lots of nice recipes and, and we're updating them regularly. So congratulations on all the success to date and continued success into the future. Thanks a million, Sharon. You're listening to the best possible taste on West Limerick 102 FM.